Welcome to the Trail Island Podcast. It's another Wednesday, and on the Trail Island Podcast, what do we do? We we compare movies to their trailers. Did the trailer? No, did the movie deliver what the trailer promised? We survive. That's, that's what we we also we survive. We survive. That's right. How are we all going? Good, Matthew. I feel, I feel naked and and lost and alone. I'll tell you why. Yes, that's because I've, as you guys have seen, I've managed to put together quite the mic stand mm. out of driftwood, mm. seaweed. It was a fine-looking bit of art. Yeah, mm. I'll never watch Castaway the same again. I've lost it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm standless tonight. You will it's not be. You, sorry, Alex. I say you will not be taking a stand tonight. No, I shan't. No, I shan't. I am going to be holding this mic like I am dropping, <laughs> dropping sick beats. <laughs> We got there in the end. It's like you can't hold. It's like the whole tapping your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time. You can't sort of think and hold your thing at the same time. I can't. Feels like I'm trying to smoke a very big pipe. (laughs) Movies. (laughs) You're like the weird cousin of Gandalf at the moment. It's great. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we. I am Alex, and as every week, I'm joined by Steve Matthew. There we go. Oh, we got through the intro music. Thank goodness. This is a, this week we're doing a a Netflix film. It's Yay. doing the rounds at the moment. So I just briefly <laughs> forgot what movie we were talking about when you said that. We yes, are shambles it, tonight. It is a Netflix I don't, film. I don't think I've heard either of you guys consistently title this film properly. No, whenever I we've no, talked I, about I, it. Don't don't confuse this with me having a negative opinion of the film. But I do think the title is quite hard to remember. It's very wordy. It is wordy. Yeah. Well, in that case, who would like to introduce this film? I'll, I'll give it a go. This will probably be the first time I get it right. It's <laughs> Mitchells versus the Machine. No, it's the, the Mitchells. Mitchells. Oh, fuck. Oh! All right. <laughs> Let it begin. The last humans must be here somewhere. Wait. They're coming. Is that a burnt orange 1993 station wagon? Or is it? Ah! Who are these unstoppable warriors? We're the Mitchells, the only people who can save the world. I'm super sorry, everyone. Let me introduce myself. I'm Katie. I'm sort of a weirdo. My parents haven't figured me out yet. To be fair, it took me a while to figure myself out. My brother, also weird. Hi, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? No. Okay, thank you. And my mom. Katie Face Cupcakes. Ah! All of us, really. How about we put our phones down and we can make 10 seconds of unobstructed family eye contact. Starting now. See, this is good right here. This is natural. Every family has its challenges. We haven't had a good family picture in years because you two are always arguing. For my family, our greatest challenge... Probably the robot apocalypse. Attention all robots. Capture every single person on the planet. What would a functional family do? Butterfly formation. So we just do that, right? Who's behind this? I gave you all boundless knowledge, and you treated me like this. Swipe, 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 swip
swipe, poke, poke, pinch. Ooh. Are the last people left? It's a dust. Save the world. Katie, we're gonna do this together. Mitchell family on three. Mitchell family. Mitchell family. No, no. Oh, sorry. Two. Sorry, 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 sorry. One. Mitchell oh, family. Find them now. Everything with the computer chip is alive. I like to and so. Mitchell's engaged. Ten and two. There you go. have always been weird. Oh. And that's what makes us great. <laughs> Hold on a second. What's a Furby? Why would someone build that? Run! Oh, I love it. That Even that trailer was making us all laugh. Yeah. Just then, that was great. <laughs> That's a three-minute trailer. It doesn't feel like it. Does that is that a featurette at that point? I don't think that's uncommon for Netflix. No, I mean, Netflix yeah. do have very long trailers consistently. Mm. Well, I suppose the two-minute. Well, it used to be two and a half minutes. Now it's two minutes. That's imposed by the cinemas. I would suggest so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Netflix have free reign as to how long oh, their, that's their trailers true. can be. They can do whatever they want. They, can't well, they? yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that is three minutes of just just action comedy. At yeah. its finest. <laughs> I don't think I don't know that I've seen a trailer that sums up the movie so just expertly, just down to its visual flair, its characters, its comedy. I would say uh, I I would point to another uh, movie by the same two gentlemen who produced this particular Spider Verse into the into the Spider Verse sort of mm. gave us a really good indication of what to expect with that S- S- Spider Verse into the Spider Verse Spider Man into the Spider Verse. We're doing uh, well with words. Today. They have some real knack for creating some really wordy titles to their movies <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they they sort of share that animation style. Don't, well, it's not exactly the same, but it's well, it in terms of. Ah, oh, I suppose it's base. They're different, mm. but they they both have they both use that kind of like, I guess you, if you want to call it inserts or like when people imagine something, you see what they're imagining, yeah. like as a yeah. thought bubble almost that kind of thing. I think yeah. both those films share that. Trying to per, per, portray some mixed media, like with uh, yeah, Spider Verse, you had like the the real sort of pixelated art sort of style, and with this, you're getting like cutaways of you know crocheted art and and, <laughs> and puppets and well in, in this you get in an animated film you get real life things popping up actually yeah there mm. are a few photographs aren't there that are just real life or photos. you know um videos that have gone viral that are just from youtube <laughs> yeah. and they're showing them as they are they're not the animated versions of it they're as yeah. as if they were filmed in our real world yeah, very yeah. mixed media yeah it's, and i think I, I like that mix i think it elevates the movie mm-hmm. it it, it it's it doesn't take you out of the movie, but it also reminds you that you're watching a movie. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. for this the kind of comedy, this is a very meta film. In in ways, it, it breaks the fourth wall a lot. I think I appreciate that, and I like that they they've you know those fourth wall breaks, those meta references aren't confined purely to dialogue. It's also in the in the visual nature of the movie as well, and I kind of think that's cool. Hey, Alex, mm. what's this movie about? That's a really good question, Steve. So I guess the Mitchells, they're your everyday dysfunctional family. They're, they're, they're a loving family, but they, like every other family, have their moments of difficultness. Um, and our protagonist is the young girl. What's her name? 
Katie. Katie. Matthew, this is a serious moment. I'm no, sorry. yeah. I'm sorry. I just look, I my memory Sweetie, sweetie, just ignore him. Okay, all right. So Katie, Katie is part of the Mitchells family and she's she's going to go off to college shortly. And her and her dad don't really get along too much. And that's where some of the tension starts. She's really into art. He's really into not that and doesn't really get what she's passionate about. And so they decide to, because she's going to fly out to college. Yeah. And her dad's like, because he's, he's, got, he's just got no idea about what actually makes her happy, <laughs> decides that he's going to do a road trip with the family instead of letting her fly out. So they've got time to connect to each other before she goes off to college. And in that time, the robot apocalypse happens. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's basically a, it's a phone. It's a, an outdated phone goes rogue and takes over all these new robots that have been yeah. invented. And like, well, if humans don't want us, then we don't need humans <laughs> and start capturing everyone. But the Mitchells are there to kind of save the day. They are. They, they, they find their way through their dysfunctionality. Mm. In a very in very beautiful ways in, in certain, yeah, certain scenes. So. Yeah. I do like that, that there's a very heavy 2001 reference with POW being oh, yeah. the, uh, the phone, as a, of, of course, HAL. And also the robots are the white with the red dot as well, as if it's the mm-hmm. eye of mm-hmm. HAL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything that can relate back to 2001 is always a tick from me. It's, it's funny. I sat down to watch this movie knowing what the character arc was going to be. It was, a, it was about these two characters growing to reconnect. Mm-hmm. And I saw that I did sit down going like, okay, that's, there's not going to be any surprise in there for me because I can already predict that that's what's going to happen. And, and that might be what happens, but I still found myself completely sucked in. Yeah. You know, completely drawn in by the... And I, even 20 minutes in, I thought, oh, God, this film's got me now. Like, I'm hooked. <laughs> and I, even though I knew what that, that was the story... It didn't bother me. Like it, what, I didn't need the plot twists or anything. Destinations A and B are nothing special, but yeah. getting from A to B in this in this movie is oh, it's just fun. It is go- like it's gorgeous. It's it, it touches on all the right moments. It's it's a wonderful way to tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. This is probably the the best way I've seen this story, and this story has been told a few times mm-hmm. in terms of the character arc. But I, I think this is probably one of the more effective ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let us not forget that theoretically Interstellar is the same character arc. That's <laughs> true, yeah. And I feel like <laughs> this film tells that character arc a bit better than Interstellar does. It's a shorter uh, road trip as well. <laughs> it is, yeah. There's, there's less messing around with the uh, continuity of time. Yeah. Would you like to fit Schindler's List into here somehow? Oh, <laughs> no. Katie wears red. <laughs> <laughs> um... Steven Spielberg directed Schindler's List, but Steven Spielberg was also had a hand in creating the Pixar studio to a certain extent. Pixar does not produce this film, but 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 they do produce family animation That's films. True. Okay, this is a Sony film. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, now link it to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> this is certainly one of those films where they think about the adults as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's marketed via the trailer as a kids' film. Mm-hmm. But there are messages for everyone in there. And I suspect probably adults are a lot more of the, aware of the messages that they're trying to get across. And for kids, it might be, might go over the head of some of them, perhaps, because it's, you know, it's, it's a scary movie in points. It, it is, sh- yeah. Yeah, it doesn't shy away from those. I don't want to say heavy themes, but the heavier moments in the film, it doesn't show, it doesn't sugarcoat anything, I think, is fair to say. Like you see people get upset. 
and you see consequences of certain people's actions. A character at a certain point in, in this movie lies to another character saying that they're perfectly happy with what's happening and then turns to another character when they think they're out of earshot going, actually, no, I just said that to make them feel better. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's a low thing to do. But then what I loved about the movie is probably 20 minutes later or maybe longer than that. I can't remember exactly when. Actually, no, it's, it's well into the movie. Yeah. So they really take their time with it that comes to light and you see the consequence of that situation and, and of lying to this character and trying... To, I mean, obviously, I suppose, trying to protect feelings but doing it in a slightly selfish way, I suppose. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really impressive that this kid's film, I'm doing air quotes, um, had that attention to detail. I really like that. Uh, this is, like, nothing uh, uncommon for uh, producers Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who also, also did... Um, Solo. Solo. Well, tried to do solo. <laughs> I was thinking more um, cloudier than Chance of Meatballs because that also hits on the on the on the father child relationship there as yep. well. Yep. So these guys seem to have a, a decent grasp of how to handle that sort of story. I I really liked the fact that as opposed to that movie where the father is sort of a real supporting character uh, in this film, Danny McBride who plays the father, it, it's it, he's. One of the main characters, you know, you, you're on this this character arc with him as well as Katie at the same time, and you're seeing both sides to this argument. And I, I think that's handled really well. I think it diverges quite well as well on the on the note you're pointing out, Matt. Um, but I like how it comes back together at the end as well. Yeah, and I would suggest that all the setup this movie puts forward, it, it all pays off. Mm. There's, it's a very... And again, like I, I'm, I'm sort of with you, Steve. I, I, I'm not surprised that the calibre of talent behind the proverbial camera... It was just good to see them on top form. Yeah. And I think this, yeah. is, the, this is potentially one of their, their better films. It is a two-hour-long film. Does, doesn't, two... doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. I sat down again, very conscious of, okay, I feel like this is going to be a predictable kids' film. It's two hours long. Okay, here we go. And it just flew by. It did. I had such a good time with this film. And it looked beautiful. Yeah, it looks amazing. The mixed media stuff obviously looks fantastic. I love what they did with it. But with just the generic CGI and all that, the way they've animated characters' faces... It, it lo- it's beautiful to look at. It really is. I would completely agree with that, especially when you, they've done a great job of creating very different environments. You've got your obviously your very sort of household environment, and then you've got this wonderfully futuristic um, world at the end where all the machines are. Gotta love Mochi as well. The dog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Actually, he got quite a few good laughs out of me. He certainly did. Yeah, this cross-eyed. No, not cross-eyed. It's um, the other way. He can't. He can't look straight. He no, can't look he can't forward. Look straight, um, which is hilarious. <laughs> especially when he's got these big bulbous eyes. It's, it's amazing. Talking of bulbous eyes, I had forgotten that Furbies existed back yeah. in the mid two thousands. And there's this wonderful sequence in that supermarket where, obviously, you know, all computers, any, anything with a chip that's made by the company that's made POW, um, basically <laughs> becomes sentient. So they're running through the supermarket, and it's, and it's again, it's it's funny, it's great, nothing wrong with it. But then the film just elevates itself to this next level by introducing, I guess for our generation, we know the Furby toys. I guess people who are younger, like people who are 12, probably won't mm, know what they no. are. And so they introduce this old toy as a villain character, yeah. and not only a villain character, like some kind of cult where there's a god Furby. <laughs> it's just, I was in tears. It was so funny. We all know how creepy those Furbies are. <laughs> it's really, really nice that someone's actually pointed attention to just... Yeah, especially with subtitles. 
th- there's a subtitle I think in the the trailer which is "Let the Dark Harvest Begin." Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> we we had an incident in our family home growing up. Oh no! And I, my younger sisters had Furbies. I think we had a Furby. And it went missing for quite some time. <laughs> and it must have been it just just at one point we just started hearing this. <laughs> like it just wouldn't stop. It just kept going. And we were looking and looking and looking. And sure enough, there was a dying Furby <laughs> stuck behind a piece of furniture with its batteries running out. And oh. that's what it had decided to do. The poor thing. <laughs> poor little thing. Soundtrack to this was also really, really good. Yeah, now, um, who did the soundtrack for this? Uh, same guy that did the Thor Ragnarok um, soundtrack. I think Led Zeppelin? No, no. <laughs> Uh, I think Believe it not, there is more music than just immigrant song in. in no, I, I, that's no. It's only got immigrant song in it. Bar, ah. Yeah, Mark Mothersbar. Okay, and I don't know if you guys are real hugely familiar with that soundtrack. No, for, for the um, Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. No, yeah. not hugely familiar. It's pretty good. Okay, if you're into the you know electronic techno sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can see what you're talking about there. The the joint between those two styles. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, like the the. What do you call it? Would you call it the soundtrack to this as well? Not the score, but like the music they've put to the action music. Oh, you mean the pop songs they yeah, put in? Yeah, yeah, I thought sure. that was fantastic For, as well. It is interesting. We when we did the old guard, we did lament how much popular music was thrust into that yeah. movie. And I feel like it's probably a Netflix thing as well. But this movie I I not once did I get annoyed or confused as to why a pop song yeah. was playing. It all felt relevant. It was all choreographed and, yeah. and, and it felt like it needed to be there a little well, bit. Well, when it complements it and it's clearly yeah. had thought put into it, because in, in animation you don't have a choice. You have to have that plan in place. You know, it, With a film like The Old Guard, you can you know, go, oh, what song works well for this scene mm. in post? You know, And you've got a bit of stuff to cut with, whereas in animation you don't have those handles either side. You've got to cut two... The stuff that's been made, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's an. But once they've made the three D models, can't they just change the animation, like the framing and that and the blocking and that kind of thing? I think you're making some CGI CGI artists who's listening yeah. to our show Twitch. Well, I, I don't know how yeah, animations work. I I always thought it was much like a video game where you make all the you make the environment, you make the three D yeah. models, and then you use. Whatever means you want to you block those those models, but if you don't have a plan in place in the first place, mm. you're basically throwing money out the window. I do like, uh, funnily enough, I enjoy the villain characters more, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's just a byproduct of. I mean, even like in Bugs Life, I enjoy the the um, what are they grasshoppers? You know, they're just cool. Kevin Spacey, yes. and and <laughs> yes, and Chopper. Um, <laughs> moving on, but uh, it's it's cool to see. A legitimately intimidating villain, but is also still fun to watch. Olivia Coleman for you. And yeah. Olivia Coleman voice does a great job of voicing Pow. And I, I just really enjoyed that whole and actually quite a dastardly plan. Yeah. Like there are real stakes mm-hmm. here. Like it's not just they're gonna <laughs> put them in their little boxes and don't worry, children, everyone will be fine. No, no, no. She's planning to destroy everyone. Was anyone yeah, else it's, it's really quite dark? Yeah. It is very dark. Was anyone else really thrown off by um Dynamic Bride's Voice acting, I, nah, I thought... Not at all. Considering what I've seen him in the last 15 years, for him to take on a a sentimental sort of role, I thought that was very... It was fantastic. I thought it was great. I thought it was very jarring, though. I was like, this is this is not the, the cussing Danny McBride that they know. 
I, I disagree. I disagree with that. But having okay. said that, I've only seen him in very briefly in Tropic Thunder and in Alien Covenant. Yeah. So those are the only two roles I know him from. That's true. That's true. I guess yeah. like because he's got a family now, I wonder if that changes your view on things. Because, you know, for this, this is a father-daughter film. How did you feel about it, Alex? Gave me laugh and it gave me cry. Oh, okay. I was like, I could see these things happening in my future. <laughs> and I don't even know if they've happened yet. You know? No. But that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for your support, Matthew. Such apathy. Like they use. I think I've talked about it before. They use a Sigur Ross song at the very end. Yeah. And as soon as I hear those opening bars, it triggers me to cry. And it was and it was used in a particularly poignant scene. I was like. Mm. I, I should say, talking of being triggered, um, there, there were the, the two of the main characters. I felt a being like I was being personally attacked. One, one being the, the young, the young brother who is obsessed with dinosaurs. Which is, <laughs> I wish I was joking. Is scarily accurate to me. Like him just going through the phone book trying to find people to talk to dinosaurs about is a little too close to real life. And then the other one was, um, I don't know what, what you two guys feel about this. Is our main character? I've forgotten her name. Katie. Katie, thank you. Um, being a film student. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, God, here we go. This is going to be like, this was me five years ago. Making things make, on the line. Make, You're still making things. That's true. That's true. But not with, su- not with such reckless abandon as Katie does, you know, in this movie. I just like that they portrayed Katie's creativity in, in a, just a hugely pure form. Like she just wants to have and... fun with it. Yeah, a yeah. Detective dog as well. That was just adorable. Well, what's and... not to like? And yeah. all those little mini films are quite fun to watch as well. They are. They Actually, are. I mean, it, it's interesting because they they refer to YouTube in this film. Like, so it's a real world thing. Like, she's uploading her videos to YouTube. Makes me wonder if you can actually find her movies Ooh, yeah. online somewhere. That'd be some really good. Um, Covert marketing. marketing. Would, what was a movie that did that? That did a really, really, really good job of it. I think it was Cloverfield. Yeah, they yeah, did a little bit of yeah. Cloverfield had like websites and stuff. And no one knew what it was until the film came out, from memory at least. There's a good period there, like five years, where a lot of films were doing that. I know mm. um, Prometheus did a lot of. It did, yeah. yes. There were a few like Peter Wayland videos with mm-hmm. Guy Pierce as young as he was then. Yeah. Um, also, you see Prometheus, and he's so old. Uh, prosthetics, obviously. He's yeah. Guy, Guy Pierce did not suddenly just age in about six months. But um, yeah, I do like that kind of in-depth um, marketing. Um, so it would be really cool if this movie had, done, had actually mm-hmm. made those YouTube videos. Would have been like and created a fake, well, yeah, like a studio-run YouTube account for this character with all those assets there with all those it. assets that would have been really fun uh, Jurassic World was another one they set up an actual Jurassic World yeah. website as if you could like book a trip to mm-hmm. Jurassic World I spent a lot of time on that website <laughs> wishing it were real um, yeah no I, I, that would have been a really cool thing to, to have done yeah. yeah definitely well even the Simpsons did it I mean Homer mentions his email at one point and you could email and you get a response <laughs> oh that's fantastic I love yeah. that maybe if they make um, a sequel which I suggest they could I mean, obviously, well, look, again, we, what was it we were talking about the other day? We, oh, Love and Monsters about the sequel mm. with that. Um, with this one, again, it's such a good character arc. I don't think it needs a sequel. I wouldn't want a sequel. I mean, that being said, I really, really enjoyed what Lord and Miller did with Cloud with the Chance of Meebles 2. I thought they handled that really, really well, even though that first movie didn't really feel like it lent itself to a sequel. Sure, so I yeah. think these guys have proved themselves quite capable. And, I mean, if Mike Reander, the actual director of this film, is sort of up for it, I'd, I'd probably, yeah, tag along again. 
Who voices yeah. the young brother. Yeah. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe he'll talk to me about dinosaurs. <laughs> I think he probably will. I mean, that, if, if there was a criticism of this, perhaps it's a bit predictable. Yeah. Do you say? Yeah. Like, well, the, the trailer gives... Oh, hang on. The trailer gives away basically the whole film. It, it does. Sands the ending. And you say, well, of course that's going to happen the way but it's going to happen. That was kind of my point earlier is... Is I was kind of not looking forward to this because I'd seen that trailer and like you say, it does give almost everything away to the point where you know what's going to happen more or less. But I still found that much like um, Steve, you and I had a conversation um, just earlier about Titanic and how that is, it is an enjoyable film despite Mm. the fact you know that the ship is going to sink and your main characters, because it's a film for drama purposes, are probably all going to die. They're not going to be amongst the survivors other than one of them. Even though this movie, I I felt I knew what was going to happen and for the most part, my predictions were correct. I just enjoyed the ride. Like you say, A and B are pretty standard, but it's that journey between the two that's really worthwhile. Leaning into that, I don't think a lot of the characters here have plot armor. I feel like the stakes in this relationship feel sort of real. Yep, yep. You okay. might, you might, you know, it, it can end one or two ways. It can end with Katie and her father Rick not being as close as they were or separating entirely, or it can end with them coming together. And it's more than likely that, that, that they will come together. Yeah. That's yeah. not a surprise. I think it's just it's nice that they, they sow those little seeds in early on in the film to prove that Rick and Katie are really, really super totally different. I get your point, yeah. Yeah, yeah but they, they can solve their differences. Yeah, they do. You know, you know where it's going, but they sow enough doubt doubt in the audience. That... I, would, I would agree, yeah. Well, then then what does the trailer leave as a surprise for the audience? Oh, actually, no, it's got the God Furby in there, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm so glad I forgot about the Furbies when I was watching the movie because it was such a surprise. <laughs> um, I would say the, the the just the amount of in-your-face style is yep. is very undersold in that trailer and for good reason because it's a wonderful sort of surprise, I think. Mm. I would suggest the amount of dinosaurs is undersold yeah. in that trailer and there's there's a delightful amount. I mean, not real ones, obviously. <laughs> I, just, I just remember when they visit that, yeah. that dinosaur <laughs> trust yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> well, if... Do we, are we going to give this something out of five dinosaurs? Oh, uh, it's got to be God Furbies, hasn't it? God Furbies. Detective Dogs. <laughs> God oh. Furbies versus Detective Dogs. Bad. That's a movie I would watch. Intentionally bad green screen. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. Yes, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, right. I love that. That was, that was quite clever. I was like, that's actually some thoughts gone into that, yeah. how to make that work. Mm. So I was like, well done. That's clever. Because all, all they do is they create the 3D models and then they can just do whatever they yeah. want with them in a 3D environment. <sighs> yeah. That's how it works. That's how animation works. 3D animation. Pencil animation. They just think really hard and it happens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Telekinesis. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. So out, out of what? Bad green screen? Bad green Deliberate screen. Deliberate bad yeah. green screen? Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can live with that. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, again, I was so... Every now and then when, when we're doing this podcast, the great thing about it is we always get a nice wide range of stuff. And I enjoy animation films. It's just this one I thought I, I knew what was going to happen and I just thought, okay, this is one I just have to sit through and just watch and it's, I'm not going to get much out of it. What I didn't expect was at least 20 minutes in to start crying. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I yeah. immediately knew that I had completely underestimated this movie. And, and I think... I'm kind of glad I did because I, I found it such a well such a ride and, it, and I loved the ride and everything it threw at me. I actually think this is a five from me. Yeah. I loved it. Ooh. I really enjoyed it. That's fair. I don't know whether I want to give it a 4.5 or a five. Hmm. Um, I'm very heavily leaning toward a five, but the predictability is a little bit of a, a drawback for me. 
That being said, I love how they get to point B. I love everything with Katie and, and Rick. I love all those bits. I love how exuberantly creative this film is. I love how it can be a little too much at parts. <laughs> I think that is part of the charm. Uh, yeah, I'll go five. I'll go five really deliberately bad green screens. Oh, you're putting a lot of pressure on me now because all your points make sense. And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking at the time watching this going, I've really enjoyed this movie, but there were points where I felt like there was filler and 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 I'm feeling the peer pressure to give this a five. I, I would just well. like to remind us all because we haven't mentioned them is the two robots that oh, at yeah. very early on become well, yeah, I guess good guys, <laughs> mainly for comedic relief. Not that the film all needs. All right, any I'll more. give it a five then. <laughs> yeah. Good peer gosh. pressure. Peer pressure. <laughs> you don't have to give it a five, Alex. You do what you want to do. That's fifteen out of fifteen. Oh, it's pretty good. It is a good movie on yeah. Netflix. There you go. There's a little plug for Netflix. Yeah, yeah, because like like they need it from our podcast. <laughs> hey, look, have we... you heard of Netflix? <laughs> well, I, guys, have you? This is so good. You can watch movies on Netflix for a subscription, and it's there's so much on there. It's great. Hot damn. Yeah. Hot diggity dog. Anyway. Hot diggity Furby. Furby dog. Cross-eyed detective dog. Yeah. That too. <laughs> hey, look, we've been the Trailer Island Podcast. You can find us on all the social thingy-majiggies on wherever you can find your uh, your podcast, wherever you get them mm-hmm. from. Name some, Steve. Uh, pod- uh, podcast.com, podcaster.org, podcast.com.ca. That's for Canadian listeners. <laughs> podcast.com.au. That's for New Zealand listeners. Is it though? Spotify. <sighs> Spotify. Apple. Google. We're on Apple? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I thought we were. Amazon, Deezer. Mm-hmm. We are everywhere. And if you want, for the right amount of money, we could do a live show in your front room. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. Uh, would you like to see us live? I'm sure you will at some point. We're even thinking, do we get into video at some point? Do we Maybe. do that? Maybe. I'm, I'm concerned. Should we give that a go? I don't, I don't know. know. Do people want to see our faces? Let us know on the Facebook page. You can also send us an email, contact at trailerround.com. You visit via the website as well. You can send us messages there too. I can say if we do film it, we might get the police calling because <laughs> I haven't been seen for quite some time. It's true. That's okay. I'm Alex and I've been joined by... Matthew. Detective Steve. Ah, Good night. This is a Narrative Network podcast.